Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sap and Chats. I am your host, Bobby Sampson, and down below is joined from Great Joint, sorry, joining us all the way from Greece, Mr. Connor himself. Connor, how you doing, buddy? Man, this was last minute. Uh, within the last couple of minutes, you decided to join mm -hmm. us. It's two o'clock in the morning. You are one dedicated motherfucker, brother. <laughs> I love it. I love it. An awesome. energy left over, so I want to join you in. Go. You told me this is the time. So and here. I and I would be remiss if I did not mention my man right beside me, the man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, it's Tuesday. We're a couple of days removed from WrestleMania, but so much shit has gone down in between since then. How are you, my man? Doing good. You guys? Doing great. Doing great. Can't complain. All right. First things first. Let's talk about it. Let's get it out of the way. Endeavor buys the WWE. They are merging it with the UFC to make one company out of that, and they're going to publicly trade it. Thoughts? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Like I said on many podcasts, Vince isn't going away. He knows what he's doing. He'll make the best deal. He did. He's still executive chairman of the board. And now he's companies. Well, he got sold for $9.3 I mean, it's genius. Genius. Brilliant. And this is why on Raw, you've seen Brock Lesnar come out and trash Cody Rhodes. Because when they merge with UFC, they want to see a dominant, strong guy up there. That's, I think that's why they let Brock come out there and just jump in the story. That's my take. So I love it. Great deal for UFC and for WWE. Power it's company. Kind of, it's kind of interesting because in a way, Brock, or sorry, Vince is now going to be Dana's boss. In a way. In a way. In a way. I'm I don't, I don't think. They're all uh, buddies. I don't think they're hmm. can be completely correlated, but... Um, yeah, but what about you, Connor? What do you think, man? I mean, more for the general fan, the, the more of the, uh, you know, just reading the headlines. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, we were talking a little bit beforehand. It's something I have to hear more about just to get more of insight into the mechanics and what it means for WWE. But if it means more money, more eyes, and more opportunities, then I like that, you know. Um, I, I do like Triple H in, in control, like uh, we're creativity and direction is headed um vince is obviously a goat you know it, you know there's still energy and enthusiasm left in him so i hope that uh, that comes through also absolutely absolutely so yeah so i mean this deal is going to be monster i don't think that i think there'll be some cross-platform stuff that will probably happen at some point um but i think a lot of this has to just to basically do with like you know personally from what i've heard and stuff it's, it's going to alleviate a lot of money off of Endeavor's books in order to create this company, to make it public and stuff. You know, um, it's a huge purchase, man. I mean, people forget this is Vince's friend of 20, 23 years also. Yeah, so yeah. Smart play. Ari Manuel, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I'll um, see what they do. I mean, I mean, it's, it's hard to say right now, but if things might happen right away. Things might take a little time to roll in, but... You know, I mean, maybe we'll see, I don't know. Uh, John no, they're going to keep it separate. They don't want UFC being tagged with its fake fighting. They're going to keep it all separate. You might see a crossover fight, That's what I mean. but you're not going to see it intertwined like that. They, no, 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 but you might, you, might, you might see stars like cross-platforming, meaning you'll get UFC guys coming over to the WWE, not necessarily to fight or anything, but just to kind of cut promos or kind of, you know, sell each other I don't think so. No, I don't no? think so, because UFC, this is the thing. USC doesn't want to get watered down with that. This is fake. This is scripted. When they have a big main event, they can say, well, this is this is scripted. You, If anything, you might see a Brock Lesnar or a Lash or somebody like that have a fight in the USC. You're not going to see active USC guys show up on Raw because they're going to think no, scripted. Not for no, 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 not for storylines. To promote their shows. No, promote I don't think so. I think they want to keep it separate. 
Because I mean, at the end of the day, WWE's reach is still much wider and bigger. I know, but the, the MMA fans think wrestling is fake, and they don't want to intertwine that. Although yeah. they're under one umbrella, you're not going to see it cross up. I, I'd be very shocked just because of that. That's just my take. I could be wrong. No, Let's no, see. no. I mean, I'm just thinking. Like, I, I, I would never consider it being more of uh, guys coming over and fighting and stuff like that, right? I mean, it would be more just to promote the stuff, like. Fuck, man. Conor McGregor in the WWE cutting a promo. That'd be fucking kind of cool. Yeah, it'd be cool. Right? And over I, the see, weekend- I see I see, both both sides. Like, I definitely uh, agree with Chance. You know, I, I don't think they'll want to blur the lines with the... Yeah. Because the, already there was a, quite a thing in the UFC about the betting as well, wasn't there? Like, some coach got, like, like you know, some court case because he was putting out his... Um, yeah his takes yeah. on betting and there was all this kind of like there was you couldn't bet in the ufc for a period of time because of all this kind of scandal you know mm-hmm. so almost is it almost like in the lines of is it fixed a little bit you know kind of getting yeah. played around with so maybe they would want to toy with that but there are some characters like colby covington that would just thrive in the yeah. environment if he got a chance or mcgregor you know um it'd be interesting to see though what, what, what would, i would agree also there might be more of a crossover like cm punk already fought in ufc and last he's also had like mma career lesnar too so but they yeah. kind of are intertwined Daniel Cormier likes to talk about WWE, so does Chiel Sonnen. Obviously, Earl Hawani now does uh, like segments within WWE. Of course, he's not affiliated with UFC, but uh be interesting to see. Well, yeah. uh, wait, Ariel is connected to BT Sports, who's connected to WWE, so he does a lot yes. of his WWE coverage through that. Daniel Cormier was all over WrestleMania this weekend as well. Yeah, uh, he, he did a lot of interviews. He did one with Brock. He did something with Becky Lynch, I believe, as well. I think he did a sit-down with a couple guys also. So, I mean, the dude was all over it. So, I mean, ESPN, MMA, their their website was all over it as well. So, I mean, he had a yeah. lot a lot of content that was coming up from different other venues that normally don't cover it or have interview segments. So, you know, maybe people... Well, ESPN, every year they cover WrestleMania. The, the last few years they've had Triple H on and random guys on first take in the morning to pump up WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, yeah, so no, 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 but I'm talking... I'm talking about these other kind of segments, having like, you know, the Daniel Cormier's and stuff. That was a little bit mm-hmm. different. But yes, they're on all the other major outlets. All right. Um, so McMahon apparently is back at the head of creative, it seems like, uh, from last night's reports coming mm-hmm. out. I don't I don't agree with that. This is funny about the indie fans. So there's a show that they don't like, and oh, Vince booked it. If it was a show that they like, Triple H booked it. I mean, the guy has always had influence, even when he retired. I don't believe that he booked the whole show. I think it was still Triple H. Not every Raw is going to be a hit. No, I mean, no, I, big I'm just, down I, hey, man, dude, right? I'm just telling you what I've been reading here. Apparently, no, I've been reading that about too, four to five different why. rewrites, 15 minutes before the show, yeah. very Vince-esque. Uh, I don't know got banned from the show as well. I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm just saying my on, opinion. But I, 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 my opinion is this then, straight up, if Vince is coming back to the WWE, that's a bad thing for creative, if he's coming back to creative. He can do other things. In my opinion, I think that's just a shitty move for him to come back to creative. I disagree with you. He's the boss. He's the owner. He's the greatest creative mind ever in wrestling. Triple H has booked six months of shows, but that's a small body of work compared to 40 years of work, right? Well, like I, I was saying, I, agree. I read okay. those reports too, and they always say, a bad show, oh, Vince booked it. A great show, Triple H booked it. So it's just the indie guys thinking that this segment is Vince, this segment is Triple H. Who knows? Maybe they both booked it. We don't really know. I, no, I we were say. not backstage. But all I'm saying is when Triple H took over, morale went up. The, the WWE got super hot. I mean, every show was great. I mean, for the for, for what they were doing, everything was awesome. 
if Vince is coming back, I'm and I'm not disputing in any way what Vince has done. He's a genius. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely everything you say he is. And I will explanation mark that 50 times over. Yeah. Right. But the reality is he's old now. He's too old for what the product is. And in terms I of disagree. what people want. Yeah, but see, dude, before but it's not, he people left, don't realize they have yeah, 75 he, writers. They got Bruce Pritchard. It's not just Triple H. No, people I'm not saying that. But, but, if he's the, ultimate but, but the way he runs, not. the way he ran creative, that was the worst Royal Rumble we had last year. Leading up to everything up into April, I mean, Mania was okay. It was a good show, but mm-hmm. you could tell the difference in, in morale and character and the way the stories were going, right? I'm not saying Vince is a bad thing for creative, but I don't think he needs to be ahead of creative. Let them do what they're doing. That's He's all not I'm saying he is ahead of creative. He just said, I'll have my hands on it, but I won't be in the weeds. He's always, it's a son-in-law, dude. He could fire Triple H right now. He's always had his input and say, no matter what people say. And this Bruce Pritchard, they got 75 writers back. So, not okay, so you're telling guys. me that the whole time for the last year and a half that Vince, before he left, he was booking the show. You enjoyed every episode. Wait, not you, dude. When you do 40 years of TV, you can't have every episode good. There's been a lot of Raws at Triple H. No, but, but, but what I'm either. saying to you, though, but you're not answering the question. Did you think that majority of those shows were great? Of Vince? Yeah. For the last yeah, year and a half, he's done. He yes, left. he's had more good shows than bad shows. Absolutely, yeah. No, but what I'm saying, I'm asking you, did you think he was on top of his game for that last year? I thought it was still pretty good. It was solid. They had good numbers. People were showing up at WrestleMania, 80,000. So, yeah, I think he did pretty but good. But how show numbers were down? Uh, Raw's yeah, you, were down. You, SmackDown's were down. But Raw's been down for the last 20 years. No, Even no, with Triple no, no, H, no. Since from he 5 left, million to 2 million. Since he left, they've had, they, the numbers have been going up, 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 up. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, right? I'm just, I just don't think, I just don't think Vince coming back full time into creative at this age is the best move. Age is just a number, but you look at the guy; he's a genetic freak. He's better shape than most guys that are forty. Age is just a number. That's how you take care of yourself. He just cut with... the biggest rest. I don't, I don't think it has right? anything to do with physical health, man. I just don't think he's in tune. Connor, man, you're just sitting here listening. What physical health and mental health are all intertwined, dude. You only look as good as you feel in your body. Physically healthy and mentally healthy, hand in hand. Connor, your thoughts? Yeah, um, yeah, man, uh, I agree. I see, I see both sides. You know, it's, it's definitely a new time, a new era. In general, a social energy has changed a lot too since the prime time of, of Vince being a creative. You know, I th- don't say that he's past his prime. You know, he's still got a lot of good ideas, I imagine, roaming around. You've seen him in that Pat McAfee um, podcast. You know, I really like that. I thought it showed a good human good. side of Vince. You know, it showed that he's still got good wit, good energy, good positivity, you know, about him to, to bring it forward. Um, that being said, too, it's a different time, and I don't know how people's going to react, too, because of, you know, like Me Too movement has happened, and obviously all the scandal with Vince as well. That might leave a sour taste in people's mouths. People might not easily forget that or move past it. I think maybe they will, but there could be a bit of a block there, and, of course, that's why Vince also took a little bit of a backseat, I think, for a while, mm-hmm. too, which allowed Triple H to, to step up. It could be a good blend of both, you know, because Triple H is still new to being the front runner, you know, so maybe even just having Vince's presence, you know, around will help him a little bit, you know, help him to stay maybe a little bit more, you know, like when a boss is around, you know, like when you're, mm. when you're yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, 
So, right, sometimes, right, so, right. sometimes you know, you step up, but sometimes as well, that little bit of pressure, especially if they've got good input as well, especially if it's a positive environment, it could be a best of both worlds, but I think it's more of a wait and see. I'm just hopeful. I'm just hopeful that it works out. I did like the idea of Triple H being in control because it seems like he bonds with people. Triple H is a very respected character for good reason. He loves wrestling. He's passionate mm-hmm. about it. His whole, just his, his, um, I love seeing him on Raw, you know, like I just, I just thought like Triple H has just got it. People always about Rushmore and they never really put Triple H on it, but I was watching Triple H walk in the ring and I'm like, this guy deserves to be in any wrestling Rushmore, you know, he's so passionate, he's so dedicated to it, you know, and I think give him a chance, he will, he will make it thrive. So I'm interested to see if Vince's input can help him a little bit more, you know, um, see where it goes, but I hope it doesn't diminish the other wrestlers morale because that's the last thing you want because People now feel like I want to see FTR back. I'm not sure if they're contracted. They're going to renew with AEW, but they have uh, uh, AEW. Ah, uh, that's ah oh, okay. I really wanted them back in WWE, um, but I mean, you know, kudos. I'm sure they'll do great things in AEW. You know, but um, but with that with that relationship Triple H has, like people did say that it, it opens a door for people that maybe were let go that still could have done some great things. You know, uh, where Vince maybe has that little bit. You know, Vince comes that more aggressive type background i think where it was yeah. like that's how you got things done you pushed hard you got it done we're now I, the social energy's changed a little bit i'm not sure if that really rubs with people quite as much as a motivator anymore i don't know so it will be a wait and see but vince has created the product but this is vince's you know vince has got it the word is you know undoubtedly and he's you know what i love about vince is he's an example of he like always talk about it he won't get you to do something that he won't and he yeah, chose that. that that's yeah. a leader too you know so We'll see. No disputing what what Chance said. No disputing what you said as well. I completely agree with both of you guys. All my my point was is that, like you said, Connor, just be involved, but be more in the background. Don't be in the forefront. That's where I think. But the thing is, dude, when you're when you're a billionaire and you take up one million dollars and you make a nine billion dollar product, you create all these characters. Triple H hasn't created any characters. He married into the power. I hate to say that, but it's true. So Vince sees all this and he knows like, yes, Triple H can have the main say, but Vince will get the final stamp. It's his baby. He created it. And, and you know what I mean? Like if people don't like it, they can go to AEW or build their own brand, but nobody has done what Vince has done. No, 1 million and 9.3 billion speaks for itself. Mega no, deal. That's fine. I get it. But in order to keep the product going, they have to evolve with the times as well. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And, though, and under, Peacock, and under, and under, right? under a full Vince control, that will not happen properly, in my opinion. That's just the way I see it. I disagree with that, but let's get on to WrestleMania. All right, so let's move on. Here we are, WrestleMania 39, guys, the biggest WrestleMania in history. Uh, what, 166,000 people over the two nights, they're saying. I think that's a little fudged uh, based on yeah. other things that I've read, but I guess they're counting everybody. So the cameraman, his family, who's at home, you know, or part of the attendance as well. But hey, uh, so night one opens up with Latin Grammy winner. I don't know who she is. Becky G. She sings America the Beautiful. Snoop and Miz open up the show. Now, we knew Miz was the uh, host of WrestleMania. I saw Snoop on a poster, but they never talked about it. They never publicized it. They never really mentioned it. That Snoop was also co-host of WrestleMania. So, a surprise to, I guess, a lot of people who didn't pay attention to the poster, but the two of them are out there. They're pumping up WrestleMania. They're calling out the matches, get a feel for who the crowd is behind. Uh, and we get right into the first match of the night. 
Austin Theory versus John Cena, Curtain Jerker. Mm. Um, this is the show. This is the match to open it all up. I think the best part of this match was the entrances. Honestly, uh, the match itself was bogus. I, I thought it's very, very basic. Now, I understand that John Cena's filming and he's doing his thing so he can only work a very basic style match. I'll be honest, the match served its purpose for what it was supposed to do. John Cena is the biggest name in wrestling. Why you open it up with him, the crowd's into it. Now, the crowd was so hot that they made the match look good. But in my opinion, this is probably the worst match of the night uh, for, for the show. Um, that being said, I felt bad for Austin Theory because if this was supposed to elevate him, I don't think it did anything for him. Guys? Um, I totally disagree with everything you just said, to be honest. But Connor, you take it away. Yeah, I can't see how fighting John, wrestling John Cena at WrestleMania you know, it's such a young career, his young career. I can't say how that's not going to elevate him. Um, I agree the match wasn't wasn't great, of course. Um, you okay, know, okay. Sorry, uh, Carter. I, let, me, let me just add this in, okay? Yeah, just to yeah. help you understand why. The only time Cena showed up on Raw for this, you know, to the build up this match, he fucking verbally assaulted him. He broke him down. He cut him down. He made him, you know, you're not important to us. We don't like you, blah, 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 right? So if you go into this match with John Cena, you need to dominate him. You need to be able to kind of show that you're wrong sort of a deal. And I don't think he got that moment. This is why I said that this didn't benefit him because of all those promos and everything that happened beforehand based on the storyline itself, right? Yeah, fighting John Cena will elevate you, but the character didn't get elevated. I, I think, like, for me, it's protect Cena at all costs. I'm a huge Cena fan. So, for me, I'm like, Cena's the man. I wish Cena got more, you know. I was hoping Cena would win. I knew it wasn't going to happen. But a part of me was like, come on, can Cena just get the U.S. title? I'm just a, just a huge Cena fan. So, I think, um, and I thought also it was better than Cena matches in the past at Mania. Cena's had some really bad showings at WrestleMania recently. So, I think I, think I was setting the bar based off, like, you know, his his match with Bray, although yes, very creative and, and good visuals, you know, um, it, it wasn't anything to me spectacular. You know, um, I like, I, you know, I like those things, but I like the in-ring action. Um, he fought uh, Taker. Um, that wasn't a, a, you know, it was a squash match. He got squashed quite much by Reigns as well. So I didn't want to see Cena's too good. I just, I just like Cena too much for him to be squashed, to be dominated. Austin Theory, I don't think it would make sense for him also where he's at to dominate Cena. I think he had to have the, you know, the cheat win. And it was the cheap cheat win where he got the low blow. I expected that. I expected and the low blow. And the and, and the biting, the biting was a, I actually thought that was a nice touch, you know, um, it's just a little bit of aggression. I don't know. I, I thought, yeah, the match itself, I didn't think it was a great match, but for what it was, I, I, I enjoyed actually, I, I wish it went on a little bit longer. Um, I thought um, a theory would have hit the low blow and the, you know, uh, get the, the finish, but uh, yeah, I was happy. I was happy with how it went. Um, unhappy because I wanted to see it a win. I knew it wasn't going to happen. I knew for the, 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 the progression of uh, Austin Theory and wrestling as it is, Cena had to lose, you know, but again, the huge fan of me wanted Cena to win. I thought Cena did some stuff that was risky because I, I didn't think he's going to do very much because he has to protect himself now with his, his career in Hollywood, you know, was, but yeah, uh, very I thought Cena, 
I thought Cena though still because any move you know you've seen it with Shane which I'm sure we get to later any move can be a risk you know any move can be one wrong turn one wrong bump you know yeah. and you're and you're on the injured list and you and suddenly now that contract deal you've got you can't be fulfilled <laughs> quite as well so yeah. for me I love Cena um I think Theory's great I think Theory bounced back I thought Theory did really good at actually countering Cena's comments I thought Cena, you know, did the, you know, between the legs, kind of that sophomore stuff where um, Theory had a little bit more aggression and really more like you, you, Theory's just taking opportunities, I think, and rising with them. So I think he'll continue to rise. And I was happy with it overall. Wish it went longer. Part of me was so Cena won, but I think overall I, I was happy and I expected that outcome, expected a low blow finish. Um, and that's what happened. And, uh, but yeah, I think Airtown moves forward. I think he's going to keep building. Um, you know, I think his career is going to keep blossoming and it should. Okay. Yeah, I pretty much agree with what you said, Connor. I thought it was a good match. I mean, John Cena is mid to late 40s. Can't expect too much out of him. Yes, he wants to crack himself from Hollywood, but the match does elevate uh, theory because now he can say, I defeated one of the greatest of all times at WrestleMania. Cena talked all that trash. Theory was biting him, doing all that dirty stuff like a heel should do. You got the win, which you got to put the young guy over. It wasn't the best match, but I thought it was good. And it puts uh, Theory on the map as a big win in his, in his young career at WrestleMania. So all in all, not a bad match. And I was happy with it. I agree with you. It could have been a little bit longer, but Cena didn't look bad. I mean, he's mid-40s. hasn't wrestled in a while. Mm. He, he looked was really a little pale. bit slower on his feet. You know, he he's not in the juice anymore. He's off the spray tan. But uh, it was a good match, and I'm glad Theory won. Theory's right. a man. Theory's yeah. the man. So from there, we move on to the Fatal 4-Way, the Prophets versus the Viking Raiders, Strowman, Ricochet versus, uh, who were the last? Gable and Otis. Let's go. Let's go. That was great. Wow. That was, that was a fun match, actually. Yeah, I, that I was fun. Have, to be fair, I didn't have much expectation for it. I thought it was just something they kind of threw Me in too. as well as the uh, Women's Showcase match just to put in there. But uh, some great moves here, man. Gable suplexing Braun. Wow. Oh, the rolling German crazy. suplex. Yeah, it was sick. Yeah, man. That um, was phenomenal. The moonsault. I mean, that 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 moonsault that Montel did over the top rope was just insane. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts here, man? Like, I thought the match was fun overall. Great match. I, yeah. I, I told you Street Profits with the W, but um, great match, great action, Connor. Street Profits are amazing, you know, like, oh, man, they're, they're next level. Like, that is, yeah, they, they, I hope they get elevated more. I mean, obviously, we'll talk later about the tag team title situation, but as a team, phenomenal charisma, athleticism, the size, you know, the look, great, you know, the spots in that match, you know, uh, oh, was it, I've, which one um, of the uh, Viking Raiders, they hit some, the the springboard uh oh, the Ivar. Ivar, the big man Ivar, I thought yeah. it was Ivar. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah, my yeah. god I, that they just pulled out everything the the, the gable i love gable by the way i, I don't care if he's got the shoosh gimmick or whatever gable is just an athletic freak i think he's the man also um yeah. you know that that rolling german suplex phenomenal i hope that guy gets something gets a push in some way you know i hope well, this character leads to something bigger then that the the tower move with the um oh man yeah the the human tower with the uh, cross body off the top yeah. oh the, it cool. was i was i was it, it was fun it was just the right thing as you said about the match wasn't the best match i've seen it it did what it had to do you know it's still good to see seen at wrestlemania and then that just picked the energy right up they just they took yeah. what was supposed to be a kind of nothing match just thrown together match and then made it just elevated to this exciting level yeah i know i thought it was a lot of fun and you know like going mm -hmm. forward here like after what happened to the prophets last night losing on 
smack on Raw last night. I, I I mentioned this to chance or to chance before as well. I almost have a feeling that they're gonna go heel pretty soon here. I have a sense this is what they're gonna do with them. I almost have a feeling, you know, they're gonna connect with MVP somehow. I don't know how, but something's gonna happen. And you know, you might get the hurt lock 2.0. Uh, in terms of Gable, I'm hearing that he's going to be going on. The, the, he's going to be getting a push here because uh, Otis is going to go with the maximum models at some point. And, yeah. um, you know, that's why I thought the Viking Raiders were one. I thought they would be the most consistent tag team. But, hey, you never know, right? But, hey, let's move on to the next match here. We are talking Seth freaking Rollins against Logan Paul. Now, two things that I noticed here was uh, Logan's entrance, a tribute to Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12 in Los Angeles. Uh, if that's the case, was Seth Rollins' gear a tribute to Bret Hart with the pink and the red? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. But overall, fun match. Very, very athletic. Logan Paul did an amazing job. The only criticism I have, and we've talked about this before, Chance, and he's got, it's just something you have to work on, right? It's just that flow. There's that one scene that I saw where he was coming in for a clothesline or something, but he stopped short. You know what I mean? Just a little bit. Like, well, a fine eye would pick it up, but it's just kind of one of those things like it, he just has to flow a little bit better. Now, that KSI spot, phenomenal. Perfect timing. Perfect fucking timing. There's no other way to put it. And how high he can jump and how far he can jump. He's one of yeah. the best athletes in the whole roster. He's He's phenomenal. I wouldn't go that far, but you know what? He's a really good athlete. I thought he for me that's great this is the best match of WrestleMania one of night one. I thought had the the best spots, best athleticism, told a good story. That spot with KSI, and uh, it was it was a great match. It was my favorite match of the night. I thought it was the most entertaining overall. Yeah, no, very entertaining. I, have, I love yeah. Logan Paul. Like, people don't give him enough credit. He's better than ninety percent of that. Ninety five percent of that roster as a character and athletic athleticism. He's just unbelievable. Is that good? I think Connor. What do you think? Oh, agreed. I, 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 you'll have to jog my memories. Um, as I was saying, start jogging memory in the matches. But uh, just in this moment right now, I have to agree. Favorite uh, match that I thought it would be. I thought it would be. I agree with you. I, I just think Logan's phenomenal in the He's ring. Awesome. You know, um, you know, uh, not the greatest fan outside. Impulsive. I've watched a little bit, but I think his character transfers over so well to WWE. It's like it's almost like he's made for it. You know, yeah. Uh, match with his passion athleticism. You have to be passionate to be as good as he is oh, yeah. uh, in four four matches. You know, that was his fourth match. That is ridiculous. The the insanity of his progression. You know, and those spots that he hits every time, the the leaps, you know, and then he goes against Rollins, who I think is the best, uh, you know, right now, you know, and they worked so well together. The lead oh, up, yeah. there's great, great rivalry leading up in a short space, really, because Logan's not there every night, you know. So with what they had to work with, I thought they did great storytelling leading up to it. The knockout blow, thought it was so good. Rollins hit the stomp on his hand, which delayed him from getting the pin after he hit, looked like he knocked him unconscious. The springboard into the super kick before the 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 stomps, you know, uh, that guy. I just thought uh, it, it, when you're that when two guys are that athletic and they hit those big of spots, there's so many areas for things to go wrong. Like I think Cody and Seth, there was quite a few spots I I felt that were a little bit botchy or didn't quite go well last year's WrestleMania. But I was gonna I overlooked that because what a what a two great talents, two of the absolute best, and you know what a showcase. But so, but it can happen with two guys I think are just so athletic and um, hit big spot moves where I didn't see anything wrong. Like I didn't see, you know, like like you said, you might for like the detailed eye if you're really catching it, you will see maybe where. But I, I think I can go for any match. You know, if you're really looking yeah. 
closely any match we'll see like something that didn't quite go well but i think for two guys they're both super athletic and somehow logan you could say he's in his prime after four matches i don't know how but uh <laughs> yeah i i i my favorite match i i was watching it with my girlfriend anna and we were both just impressed and i was like looking at her like that i remember just saying like, i knew that was gonna be a great match it delivered uh, and then some yeah i thought that was a spectacular match yeah, it was it was beautiful to watch. The guys, like you said, Seth's the best, and then Logan's athleticism. Like you, best point you made. Four matches only. Guys go in their whole life in the Indies wrestling and finally get up ten years later. It's four matches outperforming most of the roster. It's unbelievable that he can do that. It's okay, unbelievable. So I will say something here. Uh, what I did appreciate from Logan Paul was his selling. I love that mm -hmm. uh, when he got stomped on yes. the steps. When his hand got stomped on the steps, because the story the story here was his fist. That, that shot versus the stomp in essence, right? And him getting stomped on the hand and him selling it and continuously selling it was amazing. Yeah. I really did yeah. appreciate that. Now, four matches in, three of those matches, he had about a month and a half to practice. That's all I'm going to say. So, But yeah. still, though, we got guys 15 no, years. No, no, no. I know he's athletic and everything, but he's had the most time with Shawn Michaels one-on-one -on -one to practice yeah, but, each match. But how many guys are trained for Shawn Michaels that can't perform half as good as Logan Paul? But they don't so, get the opportunity to work on one match for a whole fucking month. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But you can, work on a match. you can take Dolph Ziggler and he can work on a match for one year and he won't be able to pull off what Logan did. Or it's just an example of a guy that's been around forever. Like He's that good, man. People, I get what you're saying outside of the ring. He yeah. might not be the greatest guy. I'm just talking in the ring. He's brilliant. Cool, cool. All right, let us move to the next match here. Lita, Trish, and Becky going up against Damage Control. Um, I had higher hopes for this match than it actually produced. And Lita looked really limited in what she could do. Kind of weird that they put the strap on her because Trish looked so much better, in my opinion, mm -hmm. considering that was her first match technically since she's kind of come back into the fold. Um, Becky looked great. You know, the other girls looked amazing. I mean, really, at the end of the day, you had your basic spots here. Everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. My takeaway was it was a good match. And again, I think the crowd being hot made it look really good and exciting. Average, in my opinion, at, at most, um, it, it was kind of hard to watch Lita work. That's my That was mm. my takeaway from it. Guys? I agree. I agree with the latest yeah. stuff. And I love Lita growing up. Yeah, like, yeah, just such absolutely. a huge fan, you know, got high hopes. But yeah, it's it's hard for me to watch, you know. It's it's uh yeah, I agree with what you said, you know. I will say for me, the greatest takeaway was just how Becky worked with what um in the lead up to this. Like I thought she caught some hell of promos leading up to this. She really made it relevant and important, you know, uh, which uh um six six person tag with the titles not being on the line you know there was they, they needed something to give it relevance needed to make it um i think even bigger with significance and i think that uh backy just cut some grip for a move to give it the relevance and it it was what we expected to be i imagine with the the finish um and the, the winners um you know sadly Lita just doesn't seem to have obviously obviously i mean come on like how long has she been out of the ring for but as you said trish you know giving her the spot i think maybe why though becky and lita they just have that same vibe and energy right a little bit of edginess to them you know this maybe blend a little better as a realistic team as such but for working um yeah if it's a trish would be a better 
um, fit for right now as a worker. But it, it, it did what it, have to, what it had to do. And, you know, I think it gave back, you know, more time to shine. I'm sure it meant a hell of a lot to her too, working with two of the best ever to do it, you know, no, two 100%. of the pioneers, you know. So, yeah, I agree with you, though. I agree. Trent? My least favorite match of the night. I mean, it is hard to watch Lita wrestle. I said that a lot, couple shows before that. I mean, she's got a good character. Trish looked great. Like she, you couldn't tell that Trish twenty years ago looks exactly the same. Almost, she moves well. Becky did great, like you guys said. I'm not going to say too much. My least favorite match of the night. It just, it was, it was okay, but nothing special. I think that we're going to see one of those two legends turn on one another here pretty soon. For some reason or the other, I just see Trish yep. turning on them. Causing the costing them the tag team titles at some point. Maybe. It should be interesting. It should be interesting times. All yeah. right, let's go to one of the stories that have been told for over almost close to a year. And we got the conclusion finally of WrestleMania 39. Dominic Mysterio versus his dad, Ray Mysterio Jr. Now, the deadbeat dad, he says. Now, <laughs> Dom comes out in a paddy wagon, the promo, they were showing him in jail. Now, did you guys notice this or not? There was a lot of backlash on this. One of the images that they showed during Dom's uh, entrance was from Auschwitz. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. Didn't notice. No. <laughs> yeah, it was from Auschwitz. And then, speaking up on things, this is one thing that annoyed me all night. WrestleMania 39, right? Yeah. 166,000 people, millions upon millions of people watching around the world. You have two nights of this show, correct? Correct. Now, the ramp leading down to the ring. Go back and watch this. The side of it was gold, right? Yep. Okay. That side that they kept showing had a fucking tear in it, or it wasn't sealed properly. For both nights. That's that's all I'm going to say about I this. I didn't even thing. notice that, dude. I didn't even see. <laughs> you got to see it, man. Right there on the side. As they're coming down and they do the wide angle shot of them coming down the ramp. You mm -hmm. see it. Just like that piece of, like the two vinyls didn't connect to one another. It's like wallpaper. One piece of the wallpaper is falling off. It's like, fix it, man. Fix it. Anyways, that's all I have to say. I never know. Maybe they didn't pick up on that either because you, you figured out the night one they had fixed that. But well, I, I picked up on it and I kept watching. I'm like, okay, someone's going to see this, right? Like, I'm not the only one seeing this. Yeah. And I went back and I watched it again. Yeah, motherfucking thing is just broken there. Okay, so Dom comes out with uh, the prison garb. He's wearing the mask. I thought it was a really cool entrance. Yeah. Uh, Ray... Ray came out probably one of the coolest entrances I've ever seen in a long time. Uh, tribute to Eddie Guerrero with Snoop driving the car. That was really cool. Um, mm. The match I thought was really fun. I thought it was a great conclusion to the story, but it didn't close the story completely. This will continue. Um, mm. Great storytelling through and through. Just, just well-rounded all the way. I, I just thought the involvement of Angie and, and Aaliyah in the match as well kind of, you know, brought it all full circle. Uh, I dejected Dom at the end of it all, but the right guy won. Um, great storytelling, ultimately. Like, I'm not going to say this was a great move fest or anything like that. I'm going to focus on the storytelling, the story that was told at the very beginning to how it wrapped it up. Very well done. I thought it was a good match. Yeah, man, Eddie Guerrero, Viva La Raza, that, that was the thing for me, man. 
Oh, huge Eddie fan. Eddie is probably my favorite of all time, you know, um, not just because of the, you know, afterwards you can reflect back of how good his career was and think, yeah, that's my favorite. Even when watching, just huge Eddie fan through and through. Eddie and Triple H were like my two two guys, you know, so I always love when people pay homage to Eddie. I love seeing just how relevant and loved he is still like, you know, what is it, probably decades now? Is it close to 20 years? Yeah, uh, uh, getting close. Yeah, yeah getting close to 20 years, you know, and you know, I just love that they, they mentioned Eddie a lot. So I love that Pez Homage, good entrance. I love how Ray can move. Like Ray's, and Ray, I think Ray getting Hall of Fame and the Hall of Fame speech as well. That's just made him, his stock go up. It just shows people just how much of a nice guy he is as well. Like even seeing him in night two, shaking everyone's side. Like he really paid attention to everyone on stage. I think it made Ray look even, even better than he already does look. We already love Ray, you know. And then yeah. he can still move so well. He just moves incredible. He can still, he's still so passionate that he sells his story really well too because it takes two. I know Dom really elevated that because Dom was like got so much hate and you know he did such a great job of making himself hated to the point where we wanted to see Ray punch him. That's why it was so major pop, you know. But you got to give Ray credit too. Like he sold it really well too. He's still so passionate about the business. Ah, uh, phenomenal. I'm just happy that Ray got the victory. But I just love seeing, you know, um, like the, the good victory happening. Ray deserved the win. Good storytelling. Ray still moves really well. So all in all, happy. The Eddie thing just got me over the top. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought one thing we should mention quickly that Ray took off his belt and whipped his ass. That was a that was a fun segment. But yeah, no, overall, uh, you know, for myself personally, just seeing where Dom was last year on WrestleMania to where he is now, he has gotten a lot better. I think obviously he still has a lot to improve and get better on. But I mean, even him, he he's he's you know become much better himself. Chance? Yeah, I pretty much what you guys said. It was great storytelling. Ray is what late 40s, 47, 48. He moves like yeah. 25. It's unbelievable how he moves. Bad Bunny got involved there. Um, grab the chain. Um, yeah, LWO was out. Yeah, LWO came yes. out. Great entrance. It was a fun match. Great storytelling, like you said. Uh, yeah. It's not over yet, but uh, it was no. a fun match. I'm glad Ray won. It was, it was I enjoyed it. Well, if Ray, if Raw's an indication and in how this match ended, so this basically ended when, uh, you know, Judgment Day did come out eventually in this match. Mm. And Damian Priest conveniently left his jacket in the corner of, of by one of the ring posts. And inside that jacket was a steel chain. Dom grabs the steel chain, goes to hit Ray with it. But Bad Bunny, who's on the Spanish commentating table, he comes and takes the chain out of his <laughs> hand. And that's how the match ends with the 619. And yeah, so last night's Raw, I don't know if you've seen this yet, Connor, or not, but uh, yeah, that buddy it. got involved again with Damian Priest and uh, that whole situation. Puerto Chokes Rico, on. man, backlash. I think we're going to see Bad Bunny and Rey Mysterio against Damian Priest and uh, Dominic. I think that's yeah. the match that's going to be made here. That'd be cool. Was, like I said, Rey and Dom was great storytelling, great entrances, great finish all around. Really yeah. good, really well done. No, I, I I just don't like um, lack of consistency, right? There's been the LWO has been intertwined that story for some time. Yeah. The form that bond LWO, right? So now he's got a squad to back him up, right? And where were they on Raw? I'm like, come on, be consistent. This is a great thing. Don't just let this be a mania thing where it's LWO. This is a cheap reunited. pop, I guess. You know what? There is you know, SmackDown. Yeah. There is SmackDown faction. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. And, and to be fair, Ray's from SmackDown. So why he was on Raw? I'm not sure, right? Like, sure. I mean, he got drafted to, to SmackDown. But yeah, I know. I mean, it is WrestleMania weekend. I'm sure everyone's still around. 
but mm -hmm. you know they should have come out but i don't think they came out in order to sell this though the, mm. the bad bunny of segment course, yeah. if you had the lwo out there i don't think you could have sold that segment as well at the mm. same time um okay so both of you guys felt that logan paul and seth Rollins was your favorite match of the night yeah oh hang on hang on hang on My i know favorite. what you're going with no, i know what you're going with for you that was your match of the night right for me for me, I, I, for me, Chance? For me it was the best match at wrestlemania in my opinion of the whole show of the whole show wow Chance, I think Michael's so. coming in big, man. You got big balls, brother. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> here is my favorite match of night one. And we're going with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. I knew it. I knew and it. I knew it. I knew I'll like, tell yeah. you what, man. This for me was the match of the night. I wouldn't say it was the match of the whole show. Um, but this was definitely match of night one. Man, these girls hit so bloody hard, man. I mean, it, it was a it was a slow start. I guess they were just kind of feeling each other out. But once they got going, that one spot where she flipped her over, when, when Rhea flipped her over mm -hmm. backwards and Charlotte hit her face. I mean, these guys were fighting hard style, man. Just, just phenomenal back and forth. The storytelling. I mean, you can't beat me. I'm not scared of you. I have to win in order to get to the next level. I mean, the expressions, all of it, these two put on a clinic, in my opinion. And I thought it was like, you know, yes, we had an amazing matches on what not, but for just be considering the buildup for the match, considering how much time they had to work with it, considering the storytelling and the way they executed in the ring. I mean, they checked off every fucking box for me in terms of a match. I don't care if it was male or female, it's just they delivered. And that's what I'm going to take away from it. Uh, we have a new SmackDown Women's Champion. I think that was the right call. Um, I, I just see great things for her now, man. And, you know, Charlotte, I think she's taken off now. She's not going to be back for a while. We probably won't see her for the, maybe till the end of summer, Chance and Connor. I believe she wants to do a weightlifting competition. Uh, cool. So she's already looking super lean. So I think she's going to take off and do that. So the door opens for other talent now to kind of shine and grow some more talent down there. Um, what did you guys think, man? I I loved it. Connor, take Whoa, it away. My, yeah, thanks, man. You guys are gonna have here. Go ahead. Um, I agree. I that's why I said jog my memory. I was saying jog my memory because uh, you know, especially with it being such a long two two days, mm -hmm. uh, two nights. Um, yeah, man, that, that's a good call, actually. I, I think it's right up there. I forgot about that match initially being on day one, but that was, yeah, that, I remember thinking, like, this is phenomenal, like, hard-hitting, you know, uh, great it's moves, stiff. like, you know, stiff. And there, there didn't seem to me, I didn't really, they didn't really seem too much botching, which is great, you know, because when you hit those big spots, those big moves, just hard-hitting moves, uh, especially the finish, like the finish as well. Like, oh, there's a lot of chance for, um, uh, you know, some some botching going on, but there wasn't, uh, you know, the emotion on Charlotte's face. Now that I know she's leaving for a little bit of time, that could be a two, but I think the emotion was more so because she knew they had put on a hell of a match and she sat outside like with tears in her eyes, clapping for Rhea, you know, and I think she couldn't just contain, you know, that feeling. And I was like, damn, that was, that just felt like spectacular. It felt like, a big moment, a big changing of the guard. And Rhea's, you know, there's no better than Rhea. You know, I think Rhea and Belair are two, they're, they're the best of the best. Um, now they've both got the titles on them. Um, yeah, phenomenal match. Phenomenal match. 
No, I, I, I just, I loved it. Like, I mean, one of the big stories that I took from here, like the storytelling again was phenomenal. Like if the story here was for me anyways, was, was Charlotte trying to get that figure eight on and she was unable to execute that at every time. Like he was blocked continuously. Right. Like it was just like the technicality against the power sort of a deal. And, you know, power kept prevailing. And it's just like whatever Charlotte threw at her, she threw back and back and forth, and neither one was giving it an inch. And it, it was just—it was just a good match. I mean, all everything aside, you just look at it as a match. If you didn't know who was in it, it just—you know—I thought it was great. Chance? Yeah, it was a good match. I'm not quite as high on it as you guys are, but I thought it was good. Hard hitting, good story. Rhea had to get the belt. I mean, it was too obvious almost, but she deserves it. It was a good match. I'm not going to dog it. Hard hitting action, not one of my top matches of the weekend, but it was really good. They did, no. they worked their butts off. My hats off to them. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, one thing I noticed a lot in this WrestleMania, this one particular thing happened consistently, not in every match, but I noticed this in a few of them where the guys and girls in this case would, you know, twenty minutes into the match, finally regroup, stand in the middle of the ring, and just start trading shots. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like bam, mm. bam, bam. Yeah. It happened with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. It happened with Charlotte and Rhea. It happened with Oscar and uh, and um, Oscar and uh, Belair. Belair. It yeah. happened with uh, Cody in the main event, and then where they had Sheamus. Sheamus. Yeah, like uh, that's just a fucking chop fest. We'll get to that as we get to that. <laughs> yeah. But let's quickly close out night one here. So we had what I thought was probably the right choice for the main event. Um, it was mm. either going to be that or the Rhea Ripley fight, but I'm glad they made the right choice here. I'm all for mm. equal rights and everything, but the main event, in hindsight, that could have been the main event too, in my opinion. I mean, mm. they, they lucked out on both fronts. But yeah, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, undisputed tag team champions of the world. What do you guys think, man? What do you guys think? Had to be. Yeah, Sorry, Chance, I let you go. No, no, it doesn't matter. You can go. Um, it was a good match, right? Good story, but it was just so obvious that they were going to take the belts. I know it's wrestling, but like I felt that night one was almost too obvious of who was going to win and lose. You know what I mean? And we knew we knew Austin was going to win, most likely Street Profits. We knew Rhea was taking it. We knew Seth was taking it. And now we know most likely Owens and Zayn are taking it. That's the one knock I have on night one. It was too predictable. Night two obviously got a huge thing. But uh, it was a good match. It was a lot of good moves. And I'm glad uh, they got the belts. They deserve it. And Usos had the belts for two years. And it's time for a change. To sum it up. Keep it short and sweet. Connor, take it away. Yeah, it had to happen because especially now yeah. we know what's going to happen at night two. I mean, you had to give the fans some good, feel good leaving. Mm -hmm. You know, it had to be, like it had to be bittersweet, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think it had to happen that way. Um I think the ending was phenomenal. You know, the the three, you know, like three Huluva kicks, you know, with the stunner that knocked um Jimmy through the middle rope. It had to be Jay that got taken out. And it was it was a definitive brutal takeout for what was deserved for the harsh punishment they put on to Sammy and Kevin. So um yeah, I think the great, I think the storytelling was great, all from from start to finish feel-good moment, you know, I felt like I needed a feel-good moment. I think both those guys really deserve a feel-good moment. I know Kevin got a chance to wrestle Stone Cold, which is a That's dream, true, yeah. but I mean, but I mean, he got, he just got his ass handed to him for the whole entire match. It was brutal. He just got beat from bell to bell by a guy who's retired for good reasons, you know, and 
you know, so even though it's a dream for him, you know, I, I just love to see Kevin also come out on top. Uh, Sammy deserved it. You know, the big talk for the pretty much the whole year was Sammy Zayn, you know, so they had to close it out with the momentum they built for an entire year by making that the main event. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it was predictable, as Chad said, uh, but they did a good job of making it a brutal ending, which I thought was fitting. So I liked it a lot. Yeah, no. Okay, so again, we already knew who was going to win this match. We, we we just knew this, right? So for me, when I went into watching this, I was watching it more so through the how are you going to tell the story now, you know? And mm -hmm. it wasn't for me the moves. I think the moves were always going to be there because both teams are are amazing at what they do and how they do. Uh, you know, they work well with each other. They work well off of each other as well. So they elevate each other. That's that's just the sign of good wrestlers, right? The question was, is how are you going to tell the end of the story now? And and like you said, Connor, just like the, the facial expressions, the three haluva kicks, to having to prop them up and hold them up each time. And, you know, just, just the story. And the doubt in the Usos' minds now, right? Like, I mean, you're leaving there, oh, my God, what's Roman going to say? How is he going to treat us? Oh, everyone's been saying these things about us. So there's still a lot of story here to tell. It's not over by any means based no. on what we saw last night on Raw. I mean, the Usos showed up to the locker room. They were met by Paul Heyman. Heyman tells them, oh, yeah, uh, Tribal Chief says go to the jet and eat some seafood. You know, you, you guys are okay. No worries. You know what I mean? So it's it's starting now. Like, are these thoughts going to start building in their head? So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for where the rest of the story goes with the Usos now in the bloodline. Um, but, yeah, overall, good match. Fans went home happy because night two – was something completely different, guys. But the only thing, the one thing to sum up all the night one for me, there's some great matches, but there wasn't any really surprises. And for me, when you're watching, especially WrestleMania, you need a surprise. Oh my God, he won. Oh my God, she won. Oh my God, look who's here. And it was really none of that. That was all my knock on night one. Nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing surprised me. Nothing was out of the ordinary. Night two, yes, that's different. I was saying night one. It was good overall, but I need some surprises. It's WrestleMania. I like with Lesnar on the street. We forgot, so, we forgot one thing. We forgot one. Hot McAfee. Yeah, Pat we're McAfee. thinking right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's cool. But it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah. We forgot about that. I know, I know. So Snoop, yeah. Snoop, Snoop and uh, the Miz come out, uh, and they announce the attendance of the night, which was eighty thousand or something like that. And uh, you know, they talk about Miz and him start mm -hmm. going back and forth, saying, "Oh yeah, I wanted a match, but nobody wanted to fight me." Blah blah blah. He goes, "Well, I, I know someone." Pat McAfee comes out, does the business on Miz. Now, I, I'm going to say this right up front. I, I've been meaning to say this from the beginning of the show. Miz is one underrated guy yeah. in this company. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right? He fought. He you Whatever they ask him to do, he does. This guy mm -hmm. is the company man. I don't think he gets Smart enough. Man. He does yeah. not get enough credit for what he does. Uh, the fact that we all hate him, that means he's doing his job awesome. Mm -hmm. yep. Right? But, yep. but this guy... I, he, this guy was everywhere, man. Like he was doing everything. So you know, shout out to the Miz, man. That's just all I'm going to say. Deserved, like, yeah, deserved. Thank you. Um, George Kittle got involved. Everyone got involved. I mean, poor guy, poor Miz, man. That's all I'm going to say about that guy. <laughs> WrestleMania night two. All right, so we start with Omos against Brock Lesnar. I, I called it. I said Brock would win. Yeah. Um, very simple match and very similar to night one match in terms of just a very basic match, very limited moves, basically a storytelling match in essence, uh, Brock overcoming this powerhouse and like, you know, how do I beat him? How do I beat him? Gets its opportunity, three or four German surplexes. And then that viral spot of him F5ing this huge giant man, 
One, two, three, match is over. That was it. I thought it was a letdown. I thought Omar should have got the win because he's young. They got to build him up. Lesnar has overcome powerhouses his whole career. He's a UFC former heavyweight champ. He didn't need the win. I thought Omos should have got the win because he could say, hey, I beat, I beat the toughest man to ever step in the ropes. Like, threw him around like a rag doll. But, I mean, I was surprised I gave it to Brock. I thought he should put Omos over. That's my take. The way, like you said, it was a few moves, a couple F5s, some hard-hitting moves. Omos doesn't get enough credit, though. For a big man, he moves pretty well. No, he it's does. Always, I've always, well, I've always I like agreed with that. He's an yeah. attraction. And in pro wrestling, you need that big monster. You need that freak show. All right? But, yeah, there's nothing much to it. Connor, what do you think? I thought he's moving a lot better. Yes, I, I yeah. like how he sold the German suplex as well. I was like, oh, yeah. that's that. That must be hard, you know, for a guy his size that's to, nice, to yeah. sell. Yeah, you know, I was, I felt like a kid. I felt like, I felt like how it must be like being a kid watching Andre versus Hogan. You know, yeah. I was watching it like, look at these behemoths. You know, I was like, this is oh, yeah. a spectacle. It, it really delivered. I thought in what they were trying to do. You know, um, I, I, I thought it didn't really. Not that it didn't make sense. It just. I thought they were looking for like a Lesnar Lashley again sort of match going to Mania, and then it was um, almost. And then I thought, you know, but okay, I know what they're doing here. It's the 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 savage, the 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 beast Brock Lesnar versus this this behemoth of a man, you know. And I, I thought it sold in terms of visuals, like when I seen it. And I thought, and I just I just wanted to see. I knew they were hitting the aiming for Brock to hit the F five. And I I kept thinking, no, like you know, we've seen him hit it in Big Show, but that was like you know. There was like 10, 15 years ago, you know, we've seen Brock hit the F5 and Big Show, you know, and, and that was Brock when he was, you know, a much more younger and athletic man. So I thought, yeah. can he can he still have it? And this guy's bigger than Big Show, you know, does he still have it? And then Seagull pick up, hit it flawlessly, and you got to give props to almost as well for the 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 um sell of the F5, you know, being able to 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 take the F5 the way he did, you know. Um well I mean, it, it takes Sorry, it takes you to do that move, right? I mean, that's exactly. Like, I mean, exactly. You, he needs almost to allow him to pick him up. Yeah, in the first exactly. Place, right? Like Hogan's always stated that he could not have slammed Andre if Andre didn't let him. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you know, but, but even for but, Brock, but, but that's a lot of power. Most that's men, a lot of I power. thought most guys no. couldn't even hold that weight on their back. No. Right? No, even to get like a, a a walkout with a squat with a bar on your back, even it's tough to walk out with yeah, that, you know. But you know, like no, I, I thought for what it was, I think it was just to get for a spectacle to get the fans yep. hyped up. Uh, to see two behemoths like that, to see the F five being able to be hit, I thought it was just to get the the crowd started yep. uh, on a good foot, and that's what it did. Yep. But uh, yeah, I think almost it was, it was sad for almost that he didn't get to to progress, you know, especially. Yeah. As Ledger's, Ledger's been on top for so long, but Ledger's got a lot left in the tank. He's got obviously a lot more to do. So, yeah, um, yeah it was what it was a spectacle, a show. I just hope Owen just gets bounces back and gets what he deserves, you know, because well, he's moving much better, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Omos came out last night on Raw. He had a match. Uh, you know, the, the mm. thinking was that the commentary was saying, like, yeah, let's just get it right behind us and just move on and move on to the next thing, sort of a deal, right? Uh, but when I watched this, I, I just kept having that image of giant Gonzalez and the Undertaker, just a size disparaging, you know, mm -hmm. like because Undertaker's bigger than Brock, right? Like taller than Brock, taller, yeah, like he's 6'11, but Brock is huge. Like, well, Undertaker's big, oh, yeah. he's really like 6'9, but yeah, in wrestling world, he's 6'11, right? Yeah. Right, right, but Brock is just huge, like the man yeah. is bigger now than he was in the UFC, it feels like. I mean, even when I looked at him mm. last night on Raw, I'm like, oh my God, this guy's fucking monster. Like, yeah. SoFi is huge. And maybe he did look, he looked monster, but in a smaller stadium, in a smaller setting, 
this man was just fucking monster over Cody last night. Right. Oh, yeah. So Chats, do you think that maybe Vince did this because of what you were talking about earlier, perhaps? Um, you know, because we both agree that this was Vince's match that he made for Mania, right? Yeah, absolutely. So he probably picked the winner as well. So knowing that the deal is already done and everything, you have to put over Brock the same that way they be. put over Ronda this night. Right, I never thought of that, but yeah, he tied it in. Yeah, that could be. You know, that could possibly be a thing as well because I mean, he did play a prominent role. To be honest, I thought that Brock being out first because the way Brock Lesnar is, he'd be home in Saskatchewan before the main event. Yeah, like, you're right. Like he'd fight his fight and go home. So he stuck around for a reason, right? So I mean, you know, there, there's a yeah. bigger role here. Um, I'm kind of yeah. curious if Paul Heyman's going to play a role with him now again, now that he's heel again possibly right mm. you know i was also thinking and this is completely off the thought but has there ever been a big man faction like okay you throw omos in there uh you throw in that other guy um shanky <laughs> um yeah. mm. who's also seven feet tall throw in that kurt general aziz or whatever his name is yeah, i forgot about him yeah right the three those three plus there's another one big <laughs> that's down there they put those four big motherfuckers together as one team <laughs> I, I just think it'd be fun. I mean, yeah. mm. you can't beat giant. those guys. Four of them, man. The giant crew. <laughs> <laughs> Their whole thing would be that we never get title shots because no one, you know, they're scared to fight us. Nobody's going to give us the opportunities we deserve because we're the biggest guys here. Blah, blah, blah. We're always held down. I don't know. Just throwing it out there, guys. Yeah, yeah. I thought it'd be good. But hey, that leads right into the women's uh, showcase match here, man. Very basic. Raquel mm -hmm. and Liv versus uh, Baszler and Rousey. Shotzi and Natalia versus Deville and Green. Yeah, you had some good spots out here. A lot of jumping off the top rope onto the floor. You know, everyone catching you. Shayna and, and Shayna and uh, Ronda were really in the match until the very end when Rousey came in and just won it. And that was it. <laughs> really, very simple, man. Right team won. I just felt like Everyone else did the work, and she just showed up and did her thing. And which is fair. And she's much, supposed man. to be a killer, and she's supposed to be a killer, right? Yeah, she's supposed to be a killer. So I mean, I have no problem with the ending. It's just weird that how the match started. It seemed like I saw more Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville going against up against the other two teams, and you know, most of the major spots that anyone's going to talk about are Chelsea Green jumping off the apron onto this or that, what have you. But then Shayna comes back into the ring missing a boot. And and Ronda comes in and puts on the armbar, and that's the end of the match. <laughs> was was Shayna was Shayna limping at the end? But I see that's that, the thing or... nobody knows. That's the thing yeah. I'm still trying to figure out. Did she get hurt when she was catching one of them jumping off the top rope? Or did it fall off or something, right? Because she did come back into the ring. She did a little bit of work. So I wasn't sure, but it's kind of interesting, man. I don't know. Well, that would make sense as well with uh Liv and Raquel being the number one contender. So they thought, why else have that match if nothing came of it? Why make a big deal out of the spectacle if the winners weren't going to get a the next in line for the tag team titles? Um, well, I mean, Ronda and them know. are the most viable choice. You got to put the straps on those two, right? I mean, that those are going to be your eventual tag team partners. I think yeah. what's going to happen is they're going to lose nah, to a lesser the line. Yeah. They're going to lose to a lesser team like a Raquel and Liv and uh, take it off of them, right? But here's the funny mm -hmm. thing. I, I, the one thing I did take away from this match, if you look at that team of Baszler and, and Ronda, 
And you look at everyone they're going up against. They did a number on Liv. They've done a number on Raquel, putting them both on the shelf. They put Shotzi on the shelf. They put they broke Natalia's nose. So all yep. every team in that match had a vendetta against that one particular team. Yet that team mm. was barely in the match until the end. <laughs> yeah. For me, I mean, yeah. this match is probably my least favorite of all the matches on both nights. Yeah. I mean, it was okay. It was nothing special. And like you said, yeah, I mean, Rhonda got the win. She's supposed to be the killer. I mean, it, it was a little bit of a letdown, to be honest. I don't know. What do you think, well, Connor? Not much to no, say. I, I, not much to say, yeah. Not much to say it was what it was. Even the even the ending was lackluster. You know? yeah. It's kind of like, okay, let's end it now. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the, the guys took their opportunity and just made a spectacle out of it. You know, I just don't think it was the same here and just didn't feel like that big feel like the, the men's did in the, the first night. Um, and the ending was just, yep, come in. I'll just finish it now. So, yeah. And as you say, really not much to say for me also. Have a good flow. There was no chemistry, really. It was just kind of thrown together to see what sticks, you know? And, yeah. So at this point, Connor and Trent Michaels, um, I looked at my clock. And it was 5.43 in the evening here in Vancouver, Connor. Um, 5.43, which means WrestleMania started at 5 o'clock. About 10 minutes of um, national anthems, this, this, and that. First match, second match. We basically went, first two matches were roughly about 13 to 14 minutes in length in total for the first two matches. So looking at my mm -hmm. clock, I'm like, oh my God, like what? we still only have four matches left. What? What are they? What's planned? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So we get probably, and I'm going to call this the match of all of media, in my opinion, the intercontinental title match between Gunther, oh. Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. A chop mm. fest, man. I think these three dudes shook hands and, and pledged to one another to beat the shit out of each other and chop <laughs> the shit out of each other. Wow, the match was amazing. I am. Um, mm -hmm. How how do you take so many fucking chops, man? Like Sheamus hitting a thirty beat to the barn too. Like right, I mean, just Gunther as well. Like I mean, I love the starting of this match because the story the story here was Sheamus never winning this one title, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. my buddy Drew, you know, taking this opportunity opportunity away from me. And then you got Gunther the Ring running around. Like, you know, my beloved sport, how could you do this to me? Why would you put me in this position? Sort of a deal. He's not the odd man out, but you know what I mean? Like, the story was more Sheamus and Drew with him thrown in. And if you think about it, this fucking WrestleMania was an ad fest. I forgot to mention that Dom and Ray were, were sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch, right? <laughs> Inuit taxes were all over the place. Yeah, and this match was sponsored by Mike's Hard Lemonade. Now, in the promo for it, ironically enough, Gunther was left out. <laughs> it was just Sheamus was and uh, yeah, Sheamus and Drew were in the promo for this. Wow, mega mega spot fest for everything here tonight, man. Um, but I love the starting of the match. Gunther, you know, controlling the ring, all three men staring each other down, and Gunther saying, "Listen." You guys fight each other. I understand. And he, you know, Gunther played it smart and walked away, but he got involved as well. And this match was on a go, man. And it just flew, flowed so well. I mean, it just transitions everything about it, the storytelling. Um, 
I wish Sheamus had won. I think that would have been fun. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been a cool moment. But that dude's got his WrestleMania moments, if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, winning the heavyweight title in, in 36 seconds, that, that's got to be a moment. Uh, Gunther was the right guy to win, I guess, in essence. I mean, you can't go wrong with him winning either. Uh, I, I'm kind of curious to see where this story kind of goes now. I think Sheamus will eventually win this title off of him. Uh, that's just my take, but I thought that was the match of the match of the show, in my opinion. It, it was an awesome match, man. It's nice to see three guys in there hitting that hard, you know, chop and punch and kick. And every move they did, you felt it. You could feel, oh, my God, his chest. Oh, my God, the kicks. Like, it was just three big guys kicking the crap out of each other. You don't see that that much in wrestling anymore. It was good to see almost like an old school feel to it, you know? Chop, no. kick, punch, throw each other. I'm glad Gunther got it. He's young. But, man, these are three of the toughest guys in WWE, and it was one of my favorite matches of the night, and it was brilliant. Connor? Oh, agree, agree. That was awesome, you know? Oh. And, yeah, I was just like, what am I watching? This is insane. <laughs> you know, like I keep saying, like, there's just so much chance for things to go wrong, you know, especially in a triple threat match. There's so many moving pieces, but it flowed well. It, you know, they hit well. And this, this spectacular scene, Drew McIntyre, which is, he's just another behemoth of a man. That is a gladiator in action, you know, and to see him so fast dart across the ring and jump over the top rope as flawless as he does it, that is a sight to behold, you know. And I think it's a good litmus test as well for Sheamus to win the IC title. It's like, okay, Sheamus, does Sheamus still have it? The people are still people are still behind Sheamus. The crowd was all behind Sheamus, you know. They really want him to win it. So I hope that's a good indicator of okay, this will pay off when Sheamus wins down the line. He still moves well. He's still passionate. Yeah. You know, he still tells stories really well. Those three guys are just phenomenal. It's crazy to think they've had such a long career and they're still just you know, killing it as they are. It seems like they're, they're in their prime. And uh, what it just, yeah, I keep saying the word spectacle, but I feel like this WrestleMania, it just bounced back after, you know, maybe previous years. And it was, it, it felt like big match feels, you know, and uh, that was another spectacle, just hard hitting. Just three yeah. guys showing the the roster, like what it is, you know, they think almost like they're, they're the gatekeepers that like, go through this, you know, like we're the yeah, ones who are going yeah, to tough, yeah. tough it out, no, you know? I- the storytelling was phenomenal. I mean, you know, the, the bro kick cancels out the Claymore. The Claymore comes back and cancels out the bro kick. Power bombs, everything. The near two counts all the way through and through. I mean, the timing was impeccable with these guys, man. They they hit their spots perfectly. It was great. Phenomenal. One of the best matches of the whole, well, both nights. It was, it was fun to see. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on. Oscar versus Bianca Belair. Okay, here's, here's my take on it. I'm going to make it really, really quick. I thought this was an excellent match as well. With the minimal buildup that these guys had, they basically told an amazing story here. Uh, a story of Asuka's technical abilities and 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 submissions against the power of Bel Air. And, you know, Asuka pushed her. It was a great match. There were moments there where I thought, okay, this is it. Asuka's going to win. And, you know, we all thought, I, I predicted Asuka to win this. I thought it was time for a changing of the guard and everything yeah. and what have you. I almost feel that Oscar didn't win, and this is just my thought entirely, okay? First off, great match, great storytelling. I thought these girls worked really, really well. Bianca won, okay? I'm okay with that. Now, in Bianca's entrance, she had the, the Divas of Compton come out with her, the, the singing troupe. You guys saw them, right? Yeah. It's on mm-hmm. that last girl, the little, the tiniest of them all that danced with her at the end, the contortionist. Mm-hmm. Her mother died that morning. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, man. 
right? But she insisted on participating as a part of this. She wanted to do oh, this so bad, right? That's cool. I'm not saying that's the case, but I almost get a feeling like, oh, maybe just let her, you know, state champion, and then we'll figure something out later down the road. Because right now, I don't know who's going to challenge Belair. Like, I'm looking at it from that perspective. Okay, you've kept the belt on her, but who who's the next meaningful challenger to this title now? Maybe Oscar gets a rematch. Well, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, then Oscar's tweeting online, like maybe it's time for me to move on. You know what I mean? Like it just, obviously she's playing what she's playing as well. There's probably a rematch in the works here somewhere, right? But I mean, at the end of the day, outside of Oxa, who else on the Raw roster do you guys feel that could potentially even challenge or give a meaningful match to her now? I think possibly- through the whole roster. Well, I think, I think, you know, coming up, you got to look for the other champions. I think Lita could be the next one to step up. That could be a really good barn burner. Lita, Belair, you know, see who Lita? takes it. Yeah, Lita could be the one, you know. Lita can't barely move, bro. <laughs> Joking, man. <laughs> no, um, so, uh, no, I don't know either. What a match. So I didn't know that. That's terrible, but that little girl's mom. But yeah, she played great man she that little girl was so adorable there that whole thing like it's just really cool it fits bianca you know that entrance like inspiring the kids you know so, summer's um, coming she should just take that troop on the road they should just be with her wherever she goes man i think uh, that was so cool like that match was awesome you know that 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 was right up there with uh fleur and, and Rhea. i think the the night before um yeah i thought great both both great. Everything, everyone was behind Oscar. I think Oscar deserves it. She's been great since she came back at Rumble. Taking that spot with that sit-down power bomb outside. I was like, oh man. I was like, I felt that, you know. Um, just yeah, it flowed really well. Good, better storytelling, perhaps, um, in, in that match than uh Fleur and, and Rhea, you know, just with the the finish, I think with the mist missing and you know, um, and it looking like she's gonna hit it, she doesn't hit the KOD and gets it in the end. Um, yeah, I thought it was a great match, and I was happy with whoever won that. I, I didn't predict either thought Oscar, but I was happy with either Victor, especially seeing Belair's entrance. I thought that was a phenomenal entrance. You know, I was kind of like, this is a feel-good moment, and I think the crowd's behind both. They're both beloved. So, um, yeah, I'm, yeah, right up there with Flair and um, Rhea night one, and I was happy with either Victor. Wanted Oscar to win more. I um, think she deserves it. It'd be really cool to see her run, but I think Rhea Belair is a much better match down the line to make as well. I think that was a really hard match to follow up on. Um, Chance, any thoughts? I thought it was a good match. I don't I don't mind that Bianca won. I think she's the best female wrestler overall from WWE. So mm. I don't know if Asuka's ready to have the belt yet. Maybe that's why they didn't give it to her. They don't think she's ready. I don't know. Well, here's where I'm going to That's my take. This. But I thought yeah. it was a good match. It was yeah. as good as Rhea and uh, Charlotte. Good yeah. storytelling, hard-hitting moves. And Bianca's, she's unbelievable. She's super strong, too. Oh, super yeah, strong. Yeah. Now, so I'm, well, I'm glad Bianca won. I got no problem with it. Just to quickly mm. piggyback off what you said, Chance, uh, you know, Oscar not being ready for it because they're trying to make her a heel, but they're not getting behind her as a heel. They're still cheering her. So I almost got a sense that they, they needed to kind of develop that heel character more to make it probably more meaningful when, when she does take it from her. And this because, could be a chase. It could have a rematch yeah. SummerSlam or whatever. Chase, you yeah. finally get it. So yeah. it's hard to say. All right, never quickly. Mrs. Snoop come out again. They call out the attendants again. And uh, now Mrs. is angry saying, hey, man, what the fuck? I don't come to your show and do your, you know, make all your decisions for you, blah, blah, blah. And Snoop says, well, let's do it again. And here comes out Shane McMahon. And no one's seen Shane since the last Royal Rumble almost over a year ago, a year and a half ago now, it feels like that he's been gone. 
he comes out, he gets into it, he's excited, he's emotional. You can see it on his face as he's coming down. The crowd, the cheers, everything, it's got to him. He's choked up. Those guys start going at it. Biz, being the consummate professional, decides to fight again one more time. Uh, unfortunate situation here. He leaps, Shane leaps frogs, Miz, comes down and tears his quad. Now, and Snoop Dogg saved the same with Snoop the worst people I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> it was the worst people elbow you've ever seen. But here's what, man. Snoop Dogg took the audible, figured it out. And that's a hard thing to do. I mean, it just yeah. shows you what kind of entertaining Snoop is, man. Like he saw a situation. Oh, shit. The guy's broken. What am I supposed to do? We're in a segment. He decides to fight. He throws the worst punch. He throws the worst people's elbow, but he gets to win. He saved the segment, yeah. He saved the segment. He totally saved the segment, right? And Miz is selling it perfectly last night, saying, oh, yeah, you hit me with a brass knuckle with all those rings on your hand, right? That's why you knocked me out. So, in essence, you're selling the punch. Like, okay, well, how could Miz get knocked out by Snoop Dogg? Well, that's how. Great segment. Let's move yeah. on. Uh, Carter. I just want to. I just want to give props though to Snoop Dogg. I just wanted to also ask: Do you guys know was he fed to do that? Did he jump in and improv? It completely improv. Yeah, yeah, no, no. headset, no earpiece. He just did it. Nothing. He that, completely... that is, man. Give more props to Snoop Dogg. He completely yeah. sealed yeah. what would have been a nightmare for Sheen and a nightmare of a segment. You know, he yeah. came in and I thought the punch was pretty good. I thought he threw one of those punches really well. You know, and uh, I mean. You know, well, I mean, he's a working punch, but of, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, he basically I, oh, saved it. That's cool. I, I, I could have swore. Like, I was wondering that when I was watching it. I thought, did someone tell him to go and do that? If that was just him improving, man, he deserves a lot of props backstage. That, that. That, that was all God, the dog father, man. That was all him. Like, basically, awesome. Shane went down, and at first, they, they weren't even sure like what was going on. And once yeah. they realized that, oh, shit, he's really hurt. And that that's when Snoop took over. Like even Miz looked awesome. confused to a certain extent. Like, what the hell? What are we gonna do? <laughs> right? But that just yeah. shows you the caliber of, of entertainer that he is. All right, yeah. let's move on here. Uh Hell in the Cell, Demon Finn Balor versus Brood Edge. Now um, I thought Gangrel was gonna be there, but he wasn't there. Not not really major surprises in terms of anyone really coming out per se on either night per se. Um, I guess you got Shane and Pat McAfee, but other than that, you know, I thought Gangrel would have been a part of this and what have you. Um, your atypical Hell in the Cell match, man, really brutal. Uh, it was kind of interesting that each guy had their own color for their plunder. Um, yeah. Now, if you, if you look at this whole card, I think one of the things that they did really, really well it's kept all the plunder aside. Like if you looked at every match, it had its own je ne sais quoi, its own quality, its own value. No one really, like if you think about it, the triple threat match, they could have brought out Kendo sticks, could have brought out chairs. They're yep. allowed to do that. No plunder on this show until the main, until that hell in the cell. Everything was saved for that match. And each guy got their own color coded. Edge was red and Finn was purple and black. So you could see what each guy was hitting each other with. One thing that I did enjoy is when he tied him up in the corner there with the kendo sticks and held him at bay and knocked him around. Yeah. How about Finn getting hit with the ladder the hard way? They had to stop the match. They gave him a shot and they stapled him shut there to continue the match. That was brutal. So that's just crazy tough right there. Um, yeah. Right guy won. You know, I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of great moments here, but we're, we're just going to try to wrap it up here a little quick here as well. Uh, mm -hmm. So... I thought it was a really good match. I thought it was your typical hell in the cell. Uh, in terms of the story, 
you know, one can argue that Finn should have won just to keep him going, but I don't think it hurts his character. But for no. the closure of the story, and which was, I think, the theme of this WrestleMania, closure. You know, yeah. a lot of stories got closed. We got the endings for a lot of stories that had been told over a period of time. So that, for me, was the theme of WrestleMania, was closure. And this was just another example of that. Edge yeah. got the victory that he should have gotten. Great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's it, man. Edge Very is, simple. You know, I, I say, you know, the same again, spectacle, the entrance, that, that um the clothing that Edge is wearing coming out just like look phenomenal. Edge is, I think, just a phenom. Like he just defies what you would think is possible. You want to talk about someone aging but staying in their prime, getting better. Yeah. Edge is like if those really is smart, they'll just keep Edge. Like just keep him. He moves well. He puts it. He puts it on the line. He's he's taking risks. He has got the passion. You know, like you see it in his face how he hypes. It gets me hyped every time I watch Edge doing his entrance. I'm hyped. Like I'm, my energy is ramped up when the edge comes out. He makes you believe, you know. Um, Finn Balor, what an absolute trip. He didn't the one deserves so much props. Like I seen the I seen an Instagram, his wound, he split right. That wound is yeah. nasty. That's oh, yeah. his skull is yeah. split open, you know. Then he still goes on to after that to hit that spot where he jumps off the biggest spot, which is the, the uh, Miss Coup de Grace through the table, you know. Um, both the, it was a bloody match, it was a violent match, it was for the story of how how personal it got, it was a good roundup and Edge is a phenom. Finn is the man. I'm glad he got to sh just show how good Finn is because I think he's a bit goofy in the Judgment Day. Um, I think Finn deserves better than what he's getting in the Judgment Day. So I'm glad he got his, his, his um, what he deserves in the Hell in a Cell. He looked, he looked mean. He looked savage. I agree with everything you guys basically said there. So I can't really add much more to it. You guys summed it up beautifully. That's beautiful. All right, so we get the uh, second miss missed of the night. Uh, so we have the Hall of Fame recap. Everyone's coming out, and they miscued Muda at when they he released the miss, and they didn't time it perfectly. So if you want to call it two miss nights, that was it. Um, Ray looked kind of interesting in that saw the black mask man. That was a weird looking mask that he had on. Yeah. Um, oh. Quickly, back to Edge. What do you guys think of his disco ball uh, skullcap uh, tribute to Triple H and Scott Steiner and Saturday Night Fever, it seemed like? <laughs> I liked it. And the yeah, last, I, I thought the atmosphere was cool. That was an interesting mask, man. I, I was almost kind of scared of that. That looked more scary than most masks I've seen. Yeah, it was cool. Like All right, let, let's get on to the main event of the night. The crowd has been five, and they're still alive here. Here we go. We are... Here, Cody Rhodes against the Tribal Chief. Best entrance of the night went to Roman Reigns, those six piano pianists out there. Just phenomenal. That was, cool. that was a cool entrance. Um, basically, this match just starts with the stare down. And we, we get into that. Uh, Roman early on using his power to kind of dominate. You can see the storytelling, like the inexperience of Cody Rhodes at the main event level. Uh, missing a couple of spots, not intentionally, just yep. his storytelling, uh, getting caught. But for the most part, you know, he was just getting overpowered. And you could see that Roman was just working him over till he got his moments. Um, Solo interferes, gets kicked out of the match. Uh, negative one was there, guys. Mm -hmm. so, I thought that was cool. Right? That was cool. Cody yeah. Khan's probably like, what the fuck are you doing there? You're not supposed to be there. You're <laughs> negative one. Why? Um, <laughs> back and forth. Solo gets involved. 
I love the look of the referee's face when he heard the slap. He didn't see him do it, but he heard it. And just the way he turned around and kicked him out, thinking, okay, here we go. This is like the beginning of the end. Now we're going to get close to the end. These guys took almost 15 minutes to get to the ring, just to give you guys a heads up. This yep. thing started at 7.45 in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, just good storytelling, good facial expressions. Uh, you, Roman's beating up Cody, and he's kind of making fun of his family, who's at ringside there as well. Uh, once the openings came there, the Usos came out at one point, you know, thrown away by by the new undisputed tag team champions and KO and Sami Zayn. There, then you're thinking, okay, this is where we're going to get to it. Everyone's being cleared out. And I really thought, okay, here we go. Like he's hitting this cross cutter and cross cutter and crossroads. And Solo shows up, chops him in the throat. Roman reigns 947 days still your WWE undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Well, I'll say this. When Roman Reigns has a match, it, you, it feels like a main event. It feels special when you're watching him. He looks like the champ. He acts like the champ. He wrestles like the champ. He tells stories like the champ. I don't think he gets enough credit how good he tells the stories. He's gotten better on the mic. Yeah. He's built like a Greek god. Um, I, I'm glad that he won. I was wrong. I thought Cody would ring. This, this is the only surprise really of the night was Roman winning because 95% of people thought Cody, Cody, Cody. I don't know who made this call, but I love it. I'm glad Roman won. I don't think Cody is ready to be the champ right now. I don't. I just think he needs a little more time, but I'm glad Roman got it. It was a heck of a match. It felt like a main event. Cool entrances, um, hard hitting, great story. The story is going to continue on. It just got started. Maybe we'll see a three-way uh, match between Lesnar, Cody, and Reigns, something like that. But I don't that know. Either way, the, match, the yeah. match was great. Roman worked his butt off. Cody worked his butt off. And I'm yeah. glad Roman won. Yeah, no. Um, My Carter? take. Yeah, Um yeah, and it, I was, I'm such a fan. I'm still invested so much, man. Love Cody. Whenever he, I mean, I was bummed out. I was bummed out for a good 15, 15 to 20 minutes after that. I had to recollect myself. I was, I wanted to see Cody win. I wanted to see the tears. I wanted to see him kiss the ring with the titles. I wanted to see the fireworks. I wanted to see all of that. And I was just walking around like, Man, I felt like such a mark. I was like, I don't want to watch wrestling anymore. This sucks. <laughs> when, like it was what we want. But then as I as the time went on, I thought this is reflecting on it. And I thought that was probably the better decision. You know, that was a good, that was yeah. a good decision. I texted you actually when I was watching because obviously I was watching it um, later because it's on super early in the morning over here. And I texted you, I had tears in my eyes, man. I was tearing up watching Cody's entrance. I just felt like Cody, this means something to Cody, you know, and seeing it with his kid, you know, holding his baby, you know, negative one, kissing the belt, giving it to negative one, you know, like I was like, oh man, this is, this is emotional. He feels it. He's, he's in it. I love seeing people that's in it, that's experiencing the moment that they're in that's about to happen. So he sold that because one, I think he was doing that because he felt the energy of being in the main event of WrestleMania. But then two, I think it was a swerve also to really make us believe even more, you know, without yeah. emotional, like he's going to get it, you know, phenomenal match, great back and forth. Yeah. Paul Heyman is the goat. Paul Heyman is the man. Love that dude death you know you just watch him outside the ring he's always on you know like all the reactions this is all for you my tribal chief i love you my tribal chief you made this relevant 
that guy is just, you know, holding it up. The the whole bloodline storyline, the whole bloodline faction has been phenomenal. They continue to reign forward. That makes sense. It, it just make them even more dominant, make them hated more. Make it, how do you make, because people love Roman Reigns. So how do you make them hate him? Like that was, it left me bitter. I was bitter. I was sad. I was annoyed. You know, I made me go, fuck Roman Reigns, you know, like fuck the bloodline. So, I mean, they, they delivered what, they, whoever made that decision, it was a good decision because yes. I think chances, right? I think that Cody isn't going to be the man that Reigns is, but he can be the man. Just give him a little more time. He is building and building. Cody is building up, and I, I think he's loved for good reasons. But I think this match was great, uh, great swerve. Yeah, I was all behind it. Yeah, I know. I thought it was a great swerve as well. I mean, okay, yeah. first, my my first reaction was this. Okay, so I, I was a little bummed too because it just because it's WrestleMania, you just want to see some new blood kind of come in, right? I mean, I get it. But once I settled down and, you know, thought about it a little bit more, here are a couple of things that I thought about. One, you're really close to a thousand days. Do you want to capitalize on that too? Two, even if Vince was behind this, as some people have said, I'm not saying he was, even if Vince was behind this, he's the one who flew to Atlanta to court Cody Rhodes into coming to the WWE. So even if Vince had made that decision, it's, he was making decision based on his guy that he brought in sort of a deal, right? Um, ultimately, though, I think you're right. It comes down to, are you ready to carry the titles sort of a deal? So I think something's going to happen at Crown Jewel because that will mark the thousand day anniversary because there is talk of splitting the two belts up. You can still keep one on Roman, but you've got to bring one back to Raw somehow. So I almost have a feeling that you're going to see this match at Crown Jewel where Cody may take one of the belts and then bring it back to Raw. And then you go to Seth Rollins there if you have to take it off of him to carry it, right? Um, speaking of Seth, he's pretty bitter about this because he still has never had a main event at WrestleMania. Go figure, right? I want... No, 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 know, but I he's never them. been the main event. Main event, main event. Even though he interfered. Um, okay, guys. I was gonna say one more thing Sorry. about the Roman Cody thing. Yeah, yeah, another reason I think Roman won is because this story just started a month ago. We just had Chamber, and then we knew after that when, um, yeah, Roman beat Sammy. So now we know it's Cody versus Roman. It was such an early story, they haven't even told the full story yet. Cody will chase him, chase him eventually. Cody will get the belt from Roman, it just wasn't ready for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in, in terms I, of it was rushed, yeah, yeah. And in terms of uh, a three way match, Brock can't wrestle for the title, by the way. Yeah, and I just want to say also oh, yeah, credit right. to yeah. I just say credit to Cody as well because you said like you're right. I mean the whole thing, the whole momentum, the build up, the talk of of fans, the chanting was for Sammy up until yeah. um obviously it just changed elimination chamber to Cody. But I think the credit to Cody for a main event guy because he took that that short amount of time and made that really relevant too. You know, both yeah. those guys worked their asses off in promos coming on the SmackDown, coming yeah. on the Raw to yeah. build that up to the main event. And I, I hope that they don't do the title split as well. I like one true champion. Roman is the guy. Yes. He is, he's made that so relevant. I don't no, like no, this I get it. I two get it. champ, you know. I think a lot of us like it. I have no problem with either. Because then it wires it down. But, but it presents a problem like we did with the Royal Rumble, right? Like, say Rock was going to be there. Like, okay, how do you do this? Like, who, if would Rock have to win the Royal Rumble? You know what I mean? Like that that was the dilemma that we were all facing coming out of this because yeah. you had Sammy who was super hot. There was still talk of the rock coming back. 
And then you got the Royal Rumble winner who's automatically guaranteed a title shot, yet both titles are hold, held by the same guy. So yeah. all the lead up was, okay, should we do a triple threat? Like now that it's done, you know, the thoughts are coming out. Like the, what was what was being discussed is now starting to emerge. A triple threat was discussed. Uh, Roman fighting on both nights was discussed at one point uh, to kind of do this. So in a way you almost need it because it's kind of like, okay, otherwise, I don't know. I just, I can see from both perspectives, but I think that's why they need to do this split in order to kind of avoid these kind of, Kind of situations again down the road. I think if you split it, I'm with Connor. I think you need that one true champ. I think you split the belt up, it waters it down. Now you got the raw champ, you got the SmackDown champ. I think it waters it down. No, no, Having no, one no. true, one true big dog as a champ. I think yeah, I agree, and I have no problem with that. And I think it's awesome. But right. if that's the case, then he needs to be equal on both shows. You can't just be on SmackDown every third week. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't want to see. I don't think you need to see the champion every week. I think no, no, it, no, I don't, it's I more don't. special. You see them not yeah, as often. No, you look no, no. forward to it. Oh my God! Here's Reigns. Here's Lesnar. Right. Even even if the guy's coming on once a week, he should be on at least one of the shows once a week. That's all I'm saying. Like, you just yeah. show up on Raw for a segment, or, or or be even if you tape your segments, right? Like, make it relevant. You know, you those are your main titles. They have to be relevant. Yeah, but I don't think you need to see the champ every Raw or SmackDown. I think every few is good enough because that way it's an attraction. You don't always need to see Andre or Hogan. You don't always need to see the Prize Fighter all the time. You got to get that pay per view to see them. You got to tune in this special SmackDown or Raw to watch them. See if you see it every Raw and SmackDown, it waters it down. I agree. Like, I, think, I, I think that's it. That's a that's a big thing. Like I, because like whenever I see Roman build next week, Roman's gonna be there. I'm like, I'm gonna watch anyway. But I'm like, I'm now I'm excited because Roman's gonna be there. Like, but if Roman's there, if Roman's there every week, I'm like, oh cool, Roman's here. You know, and it's like it's nice to get it every single week. But it builds that anticipation, just like WrestleMania, why it's special. It only that big spackle, uh, spackle like that only really happens once a year. Of course, to try with SummerSlam, but it's yeah. WrestleMania. You know, I, I like looking forward to the champ. You know, that's why I don't think Cody would be such a good role right now because he doesn't have that Roman. Reigns can take time off effect you know he has to be there all the time as well where I do I also like that I like that effect of you know we don't get to see him all the time he he wrestles on a special occasion so it just feels so much bigger and Roman plays it so well and he's got the bloodline to protect him as well to keep the story going when he's not there they're talking about Roman you know they're representing Roman you know so uh, unlike Brock Brock was gone Brock was gone you know like he's not there there's no talk of Brock and it just feels like it's steel it's blank but you've got all these connections to Roman showing up as well so I think it works just tremendously and I like one true champion like Roman being a a, a main attraction and it it makes him bigger because you don't get to see him all the time I'm for it I see the problem that arises for people like Seth Rollins for people like Sammy for people like Kevin Owens you know these guys that the US title is kind of you know they're, they're they deserve more than the U.S. title kind of level, but at the same time, he has to fight harder. And Roman's elevating everyone's yeah. game, I think. So yeah, I'm yeah, for yeah, it. No, I totally agree. I just I think I'm yeah. just looking back at the whole year of Raw and the amount of times that he showed up on Raw. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like from the time he won it last year at Mania to this Mania, I think he showed up on Raw maybe four times. You got to just show up on the other show a little bit more. That's all I'm Consistent, saying. Consistent, yeah. Right. That that's all. All right, guys. Yeah. That's a wrap. We did it. Sure. Two nights of WrestleMania. Uh, overall, I would say night one was, uh, I, you know what? I enjoyed night two more than I enjoyed night one, obviously, just because it was more of a swerve of a night and, uh, you know, not expected, like Chance was saying. Uh, but overall, I gave WrestleMania eight out of 10. I like night one over night two, and that both were good nights. I think night one was much better, in my take. Yeah, I give it a. Uh, 
give it yeah give it eight or ten i'm with you on that connor what do you think i'm on the same eight eight and a half i thought it was great i thought you know it is hard work eight hours of wrestling in a weekend oh, yeah. we, we've got family we've got friends we got things yeah. to do you know but somehow i was entertained the whole time the whole time i thought yeah. by night two i was going to get bored i thought it was like ah oh, what's the point and they were doing two nights and then i continue with the excitement edge and finn delivered everyone delivered you know main event delivered hard uh main events or not main events sorry i just want to say one last thing i was watching raw last night and I checked the um, time of Roman's entrance and I couldn't believe it was like eight minutes long. I was like, no way, this has this been going on for eight minutes. <laughs> it's like, man, it's ridiculous. But all that aside, I mean, it's again as the spectacle. I think WrestleMania felt like WrestleMania. There wasn't the big celebrity spots, but it, the matches were there. The field was there. People went above and beyond. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I love WrestleMania. I'm going to give it an eight and above. Yeah, I loved it. Awesome, awesome. awesome. All right, lads, let's wrap it up here. Uh, Connor, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. What is you, it, man. 4 o'clock in the morning thank now? Thank you, man. For you? Enjoy. Yeah, man, it's close to, but I enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Yes, I'm sleeping. Appreciate you coming on. Sleep, <laughs> thank there, you very man. much. Chance Michael, thank you, brother, for uh, for everything that we do. We're just getting yeah, started here Thursday. We have a great, opera, great show coming up for you guys as well. Uh, a surprise interview of sorts. Uh, on that note, guys, you know what? I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this really quickly. Um... A big shout out and and uh I want to pass on our condolences from the Sam Chan show and from Connor to Bushwhacker Butch who passed away yesterday morning um in, in Los Angeles. Uh one last time he showed up with Bushwhacker Luke. Together they had one couple more moments together. He got sick overnight and he passed away in the ICU room. Um so we were this close to having him on the show, Chance. If you know how to work Zoom, he would have been on the show. Rest in peace, 78 years yeah. old. Great career, great guy, and thanks for yeah. the memories. No, 100%. So, uh, guys, if you're out there and you want to check out, I did post it again, our episode that we did with uh, Bushwhacker Luke, where he basically shares all the stories and tells everything. Um, just just yeah. a phenomenal guy, just a phenomenal podcast. You guys got to check it out to hear some of those great stories. On that note, I am Bobby Sampson. I am joined with my man, Mr. Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast and enjoys Connor content, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the words of Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Sam and Chance. Connor the Mauler, thank you so much, brother. Yeah, it was a blast. I guess we'll see you at SummerSlam. See you there, man. Yeah. All or right, maybe four. Sam and Chance out, guys. Have a great night.